0: If you've experienced the cycle of toxic relationships and you're sick and tired of feeling stuck, sad, and lonely, now is the time to heal and create your best life. In this podcast, you'll hear world-class toxic relationship recovery expert Stephanie McPhail sharing the support, guidance, and tools you need so you can be truly happy whether you're single or in a relationship. She is the real deal. I should know, she's my wife. Here's your host, Stephanie.
1: Hello and welcome. Welcome to another episode of Toxic Love Podcast. That's it.
0: Hey.
1: We are happy to see all of you. Um, For those of you who are new to us, I am Stephanie McPhail. This is my co-host, David Charon, best friend and husband. I'm excited to have you on today. Thanks, babe. So today I have some questions for you to get us started. Do you feel like your life is chaotic and disorderly? Do you feel like you're going through the motions, lacking inspiration and sense of adventure? Do you think your story doesn't matter? One of the greatest aspects of our lives is the sense of purpose and connection, the feeling that we are on the right path. Even when things don't seem to be going the right way, to have this feeling that life could potentially be magical and beautiful and wonderful. If you've ever felt like you wanted to reconnect you're going to want to buckle in and listen to this, all the information we're going to be sharing today. Because we're going to be talk about um, synchronicities. And I think this is such an important topic. We actually started talking about this the other day and we're like, okay, we need to go live and actually have a on-air conversation about this because I think there's so much great information when we're talking about synchronicity.
0: Yeah, well, for me, this is a, a pretty simple concept. It's you know it comes from my old perspective of feeling like my life really didn't have a sense of purpose or direction it felt meaningless mundane mediocre and by comparison now my life feels like it's guided by a higher intelligence that knows what i need to move forward and and live my best life and it's just a remarkable difference and the reason why this is important is because a lot of people that come to us feel confused. They feel like they're just going through the motions, that their life really doesn't have any magic. And there's so many examples throughout my life, and I know in yours as well, and, Mm -hmm. and especially since right about when we met, where life just took on this sense of meant to be. And I think it's really a big factor in our living a life that's full of joy and excitement and adventure. And an adventurous, fun, joyful life is important. This doesn't mean just always doing fun and exciting things. But when you have a sense that there is a purpose for your life and a higher intelligence guiding it, it gives you a a deeper sense of of satisfaction, even when things aren't necessarily going well, or going clearly, it relieves you of the sense that you need to have everything figured out. Mm -hmm. And it makes it much easier to just let go and kind of get into the flow. So I think this is a really important thing to talk about.
1: Yeah. And one of the reasons why we even started talking about this is because the other day, actually David was home and all of a sudden he heard a commotion outside. And when he went to go look outside, there was a beautiful owl just kind of sitting there outside. And then what happened? He like blew up onto the fence. Like what happened?
0: Yeah. Well, it was just, it was one of those strange things, a, you know, what you might think of as, oh, just chance or coincidence. But, you know, the appearance of uncommon animals, that's been something that's been a, a common uh, occurrence. And we're something.
1: in Texas and I have friends that are like, I've lived in Texas my whole life. I've never seen an owl, let alone one in my backyard, like stare at me. We have this picture of it just staring at David or the cat. We're not really sure. <laughs> but we looked up the definition or like what that meant. And of course, the, the cool thing about it is that you know, we just started our podcast and to be able to see that the owl meant change and good luck and like all these transformation. We were like, wow, that's really cool how that showed up for us just then.
0: Yeah. So what this is really all about is starting to attune to become aware of and and recognize the signs in your life. And, And again, this is all in the context of living a life that's filled with excitement and and mystery and adventure and and magic, I would say. Oh yeah. You know, and and when we talk about signs and synchronicities, I mean, of course, Carl Jung introduced the idea of synchronicity. And basically it means that it's meaningful coincidences that aren't connected necessarily by cause and effect, but more about meaning and significance. And so it's a really interesting thing and, and I don't know if anyone watching or listening has had experiences in their life where they felt like That's unusual. That's different. Something that catches your attention, something that shakes you out of your sleepwalking autopilot mode of kind of going through the motions in life Mm -hmm. and made you start to to wonder if there's something more going on.
1: And so and we're going to talk. I want to say something, but I'm going to hold it off. I always want to get ahead of myself because I get so excited about all the different information we're going to share. Okay, so here's one of the things that I find is that before we get connected to our higher selves and and start paying attention to those synchronicities, what a lot of us are doing in our lives is we are kind of sleepwalking. We're following what we think our parents want, our family wants, society wants, our jobs want, you know, whatever. And we have all these ideas of the expectations of others. And that if we follow all those expectations of others, then we're going to be happy. But we find that the opposite is true. The more that we're focused on everybody else and making them happy, the less happy we are, the more disconnected we are from ourselves. So, what you know, really being able to connect with our true self and who we are helps us to live a life where we have more joy, where we have more connection you know, when we are following everybody else, we tend to feel a lot of emptiness and confusion and dissatisfaction and really just feeling lost. Because again, we're not following what is true to ourselves. We're following what we think we're supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's a struggle because so much of our time and energy is spent trying to figure things out. And what I've realized is that there is an intelligence that can guide you forward that knows exactly what you need to see to learn. experience. And when you start to acknowledge these signs and symbols and start to even just be open to deeper meaning, you know, deeper connection, it can really just lead to a life that is more awe-inspiring and joyful and a life that feels genuine and authentic, Mm -hmm. where you can really unapologetically be your your true self.
1: So... I recommend, you know, we always want you to have a writing utensil and to take notes during all of these. But I would recommend going through and doing a little journal activity for yourself. Write down on a piece of paper. And I always say, you know, give yourself five minutes. Don't think about what you're writing. Just pre-write whatever comes to your mind. But write down the question of Maybe how would my life be different if I followed what my soul was telling me to do? Just give yourself five minutes. How would my life be different if I truly followed what my soul was telling me to do? And allow yourself to feel whatever feelings and to, you know, just let out whatever things are in your mind, because I bet that you will notice a lot of information come out. You'll get really deep in there as you go through the journal activity.
0: Yeah. And it, it might be uncomfortable for a lot of people because you might start to recognize this sort of cognitive dissonance where when you consider these notions, these ideas, these suggestions from your soul, they may sort of compel you to consider making dramatic shifts and changes. If you're someone who's been, like Stephanie said, going through the motions, living your life according to other people's advice and so-called good opinions, to consider going under your own steam in your own direction can require breaking down a lot of these old habits and patterns. And
1: feel scary.
0: For for sure. Right,
1: Right. because when you're used to following what everybody else does, then we can blame those people for why life hasn't been going the way we want it. But when we have to look within, It's like, oh crap, if I make a mistake, then that's on me. Mm -hmm. It can be really scary to look at that.
0: Yeah. Well, facing the unknown and considering new possibilities can be scary at first, but we can say from personal experience that this is the doorway to a life that is worthy of remembrance. And one of the most important things you can do is to cultivate that uh, faith in yourself, that confidence, and a willingness to be open to higher guidance to take calculated risks, to try something different. And even though change and facing the uncertain can be really scary at first, it's the most worthy approach to living life in my
1: opinion. 100%. So how do you reconnect to your essence and purpose? Well, one of the things that we talk about a lot is limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are those beliefs that we have about what is possible for ourselves. So think about this for yourself. What are, you know, Always a good question to ask yourself. What are limiting beliefs that you have about certain things? So for example, it's not possible for me to have a healthy relationship. It's not possible for me to have the body that I want. It's not possible for me to make the money that I want to make. It's not possible for me to have a wonderful relationship who's a supportive best friend and partner What are the beliefs that you have that might be holding you back? Because these are the things that they are guiding us, whether we realize it or not. And of course, those limiting beliefs will keep us from pushing ourselves forward because we don't believe it's possible. And we'll sabotage ourselves purely for the fact that we don't believe it's possible. We'll say that we want it, but we won't actually take the right steps and right action to make it a reality because of those limiting beliefs.
0: Yeah, these limiting beliefs are distractions. They're programmed. They're not based on reality or fact. They're a matter of perception and very often the perception of our parents, primary caregivers, mm-hmm. you know, teachers, peers and and so forth. And it really is a distraction from our inner guidance, our wisdom. It's they create this mental and emotional noise and clutter. And it's going to distract you from, it does guide you in a sense, but it, it's really just distracting from your inner guidance system. It's going to prevent you from getting to where you really dream of, of being in your life. You know, I sort of think about how, you know, when we're driving to a, a destination, maybe we're going somewhere for the first time to a, a friend's house and, and we're on the highway, we got, you know, the radio pumping. And then when we get to the street and we're trying to find, you know, the address, we're looking for the address with our eyes, but we turn down the radio. Got to turn pretty, down the
1: radio to find. Right?
0: Yeah. Turn down the radio so you can see. <laughs> so better. I can see better. <laughs> well, that's the thing with these subconscious beliefs is they're like noise in the background that distracts you from your focus and your ability to see where you need to go. So when it comes to transforming these limiting beliefs, another way I think about it is like a you know a car that needs a tune-up. You've got grinding gears and squeaky belts and you know, the check engine light and all these noises and stuff like that. When you shift these subconscious beliefs that have led to distraction and shift them into a place where they're more in alignment with your higher virtues, your sole purpose, then this autopilot machine just runs more efficiently. It runs quietly in the background and it's less of a distraction. And then you're able to listen and be open and recognize, and then most importantly, take action on this inner guidance system. And the more you do this, as I know to be true in my own life, the more you'll see these weird signs and synchronicities and these meaningful coincidences that kind of snap you out of that trance mode and and get you thinking about life in new ways.
1: I literally was kind of smirking as you were saying the check engine light, because I'm imagining how many people are driving around with that on right now. (laughs) that means i'm just going to keep going and pretend i don't see it yeah
0: putting a little piece of black tape over (laughs) that board is not going to uh
1: the the problem is still there but now we're just ignoring it and how many of us go through life ignoring that check engine when we should be actually doing something about it so that you know you are the person that i always think about when i think of mindfulness i always think of you and so what are some things that I, i know can you give some maybe some strategies or some examples of ways that people can really use mindfulness to get more connected to their intuition so they can have more synchronicities?
0: You know, I think it starts by just examining these patterns, right? Taking a moment, and journaling is a great way to do this. Take a moment during your day to stop and think about what you think about on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I believe in the expression that says we get what we think about all day long, Mm -hmm. whether we want it or not. Right. So, by taking a look at what you think about on a regular basis, you can start to examine these patterns and then recognize how they lead to your results in life. And the good thing about this whole process of tuning into these signs is it's not something that you have to gain, this is a function, an aspect of our true nature as spiritual beings, having a human experience. So it's not something that we need to acquire. It's not a skill that we need to learn. It's really more about just stripping away the false beliefs, these illusions, these negative storytellers that live rent free in our heads so that we can tune in more to that still small voice Mm -hmm. and considering the possibility that you are infinitely worthy and deserving of an exciting, adventurous, joyful life is you know, really an important thing. And it's about stripping away these false beliefs. So most often, with especially with the clients that I meet with, it comes down to self-esteem. What are the stories that you tell yourself about yourself, what you're worthy and deserving of, what you're capable of creating for yourself and others, mm-hmm. what you have to give, what your true value is, and what is your role in the world? When you begin to shift these to be more in alignment with higher virtues, such as you are worthy and deserving of existence because you exist, that simple self-reinforcing principle that will just strip away so much of this fear and, and anguish and guilt and shame. And it really balances your nervous system. It enhances your immune system and these signs and synchronicities, these meaningful coincidences, will start to show up more and more in your life. You'll start to recognize everything in your life as an opportunity to learn and grow or an opportunity to win. You'll be more open to receiving them and you'll be more inspired to take action on something new, even when you don't have the certainty of what the outcome is going to be.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, and that's. I think that's really helpful is to, to be able to look at it that way. When we are looking at looking at synchronicities and intuition and all of that, one of the things we talk about is uncovering our purpose and to really, and and I think that's what a lot of us are looking for. Like, why am I here? That's the big age old question, right? So why are we here? You know, all of us have gone through trauma at this point. You know, if you get to a certain age and we've all experienced some kind of trauma, we're all walking around as these people that have experienced some kind of trauma. And we can go around and say, why did this have to happen to me?" Or we could say, what can I learn from that? What was the reason that the universe, God, my higher self, whatever you want to call it, why did this experience happen to me? And, you know, when you start looking at it as it didn't happen to me, it happened for me. And, you know, I think there's this reality of trying to life is not perfect all of the time. Like there's just not this reality of everything being perfect. Things we learn a lot things, things go wrong sometimes, but if we look at the, at it, instead of saying, why did this happen? What can I learn from it? Then that's where the real growth starts to happen. So, you know, like in alchemy, like where pain is actually the raw material for personal growth. If you think about all of those experiences and you look at the, you know, why, or what did I have to learn from it? you can see why these things happen. So to, to say that another way, I mean, when I was going through my toxic relationships and things were really bad for me, I kept saying to myself, I felt like, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? And as soon as I left that relationship, I had this very distinct feeling that I had to share my story with other people. I had never had such clarity in my life. I didn't know I was going to do it yet because I was nowhere near healed. But as soon as I left, I was like, holy crap, there's a whole other world out here that I was not aware of. And I just had this feeling like in my chest that I had to go and share with other people what I had experienced. And of course, that pain that I felt has now helped thousands. And as we keep going, you know, more and more people, hopefully the millions start to heal. And how cool is that that we can use that pain to help other people?
0: Yeah, well, you know the questions that, and I'm glad you brought that up too, Steph, because the questions that we ask ourselves are so pivotal in determining our path going forward. And it really starts by shifting out of fear and and protection mode mm-hmm. into growth mode. And you know the questions that we ask ourselves are are so important in. And moving in that direction Mm
1: -hmm. so you know we talked a little bit about the belief systems and and we talked about that what do you think are some of the limitations the self-imposed limitations that we are putting on ourselves that's causing or that's limiting us from real growth that's limiting us from our real potential
0: well it's again about these fundamental beliefs uh, related to self-esteem and and personal power in particular Now, you know, the problem is that we were conditioned, again, by our parents and other influences in our early lives to assume their beliefs for ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we're living in dogma, which is living out the, you know, the consequences of of someone else's choices. Mm -hmm. So it, again, really does come down to a willingness to see yourself in a different light to change those stories. And I think an important catalyst for this is to keep in mind that at the end of your life, you're, you know, ask yourself, am I going to be, you know, regretful of the things that I've done or the things that I haven't done. Mm -hmm. And while no man or woman is an Island we're a social species at, at the end of the day, we've got to live our life based on our own terms. We have to take responsibility for that because, you know, like my parents always used to remind me, you know, you made your bed. Now you got to lay in it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it it really is a matter of even just looking down the road and acknowledging where your current trajectory is going to take you and then deciding for yourself if that's the story, the legacy that you want to leave behind.
1: Yeah, I- as you're talking, I'm thinking about, I don't know if any of you have ever heard of Prince Ia. I love him. He's, he's a great speaker and shares a lot of great wisdom. And he talks about how Dr. Martin Luther King didn't have a dream. The dream had him. And it, it makes me teary to think about because that's literally what, when you are in, when you are living out your these synchronicities when you're following the path that's being that you're being led through you're doing what is in your soul you know again when i had that feeling of like oh my gosh i ended this and i need to tell other people like people don't have to suffer the way we've suffered the way we felt trapped for so long and that dream became that guiding force and then as i started to follow that things just started to open up life literally got easier You know, I always like give the example is that when we are not following our intuition and going, you know, and and looking for those synchronicities, it's like, we're trying to go upstream and wondering why we're so tired, why everything is so hard. And when you start following it, you're, you're following again, your, your soul's direction for yourself. And now all of a sudden it's like just going with the currents and you're just being brought to places where you might not have imagined you would go, but all of a sudden you're like, Oh, that's, that's really cool. That I got to have that experience. I mean, some of the cool things that I've experienced since following the synchronicities, following the way that the, the little examples, little little signs that I've seen, all of a sudden I'm like, wow, this life is really cool. The adventure is there. The sense of awe is there. This excitement is there just from simply doing what's easier, you know it's actually easier to it do it
0: does. it does it does become easier and and not necessarily at first because the the first step is for you to consider that you don't have all the answers that mm-hmm. you don't need to have all the answers and that you can start to give up your compulsion to try to control outcomes and manipulate people and appear a certain way just because that's what what everyone wants you know we've talked about it before facing the unknown can be unsettling but you really have to start embracing the mystery. You know, I know people who are so driven to be a know-it-all and to prove that they're right. And when you know everything or think you know everything, it takes away the mystery out of life. Mm -hmm. You can just explain everything away and there's nothing meaningful. It's all just chance causality. But, you know, I think all the time of, of the expression by, and I want to say it was Joseph Campbell, We must be willing to let go of the life that we have planned in order to receive the life that's waiting for us. And you can soon realize once you start putting this into practice that it's okay. You're safe. You don't need to have everything planned out and figured out. Mm -hmm. All you really need to do is get up in the morning, open your eyes and be open to what's ahead of you instead of focusing on what's behind you. Instead of just replaying your old hurt and pain and mistakes over and over in your mind. So it, it really is a matter of embracing the mystery. And I think a lot of us felt that and experienced that when we were little kids, mm-hmm. before we got programmed, before the world got its hooks into us, right? We had a sense of awe and wonder, this childlike fascination where, I mean, can you think of like, you know, for some of you back in the day before, you know, the advent of electronic devices, what did we do for fun? We went outside. We went on adventures. We rode our bikes. We built forts. Right. You know, you remember some of you going on field trips at school. You didn't know what was going to happen. You had an idea, but it was exciting. It was new. It was an adventure. And and that is is what we need to get back to. I believe we need to embrace that childlike fascination, awe and wonder with life. So, you know, as far as as doing this, you know, you want to start cultivating appreciation for the little things, you know, because that's how these synchronicities, these meaningful coincidences show up. It doesn't have to be something dramatic and over the top. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes these signs are small things that if you're not open to them, you would you would totally miss them. And, um, you know, I mean, I I could think of a, a million different examples You know the owl that you mentioned the other day. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if that was, you know, an owl from Hogwarts with an invitation for our son to to go. But the simple fact that it made me pause from this, you know, automatic program that's that's keeping me moving through my day made me stop. And just the the fact that I was able to pause for a moment and have I don't know maybe thirty seconds of just awe and wonder and appreciation Mm -hmm. for this beautiful creation of nature that for whatever reason decided to come spend a little bit of time with me in in the backyard, Mm -hmm. you know, that alone was significant. And I can think of, you know, countless other examples too. Like Mm -hmm. when you and I first met, even before we met and you you reached out to me on online, I felt this physical pulling sensation in my heart Mm -hmm. and, you know, under different circumstances i I might have thought like oh shit, i shouldn't have had that second cup third cup of coffee you know but this was a sign and without going too far down the rabbit hole here since you and i met there have been countless signs and obviously you know we've talked about this with with a lot of people but so many signs that this is meant to be that i'm on the right path and just in retrospect now even though we're not at the end of our road looking at all the things, all the opportunities that have come up, the ability for us to work together, you know, do so much good and helping people transform their lives. It just, again, it all points to the importance of being open to these signs and considering that there is a guiding force that will lead you to where you need to be. If you're open to it.
1: One of the things that I do with the kids is I really try to instill the sense of adventure, And so, you know, we'll sometimes on the weekend, sometimes during weekdays, they'll actually make a comment about, oh, I wonder what kind of adventures I'm going to get into today. And that makes me feel like teary eyed of of just happy that that has now part of what they think of like, "Ooh, what kind of cool things do I get to do? I mean, our our four year old was just saying, she's like, I love going to school. I, I love learning. I love being around all these other people. And it's exciting. You know, if you're wondering like, how do I start practicing being more aware, looking for those synchronicities, knowing that I'm on the right path.
0: Quieting that incessant mental chatter that's keeping you distracted.
1: So one of the things that I had a friend of mine that does, and, and now this has just become natural for her, is and she had been through some horrific abuse in her life and she started to need to look for more of those synchronicities that which which would bring her more joy and so what she started to do is she started to look for hearts everywhere she went so she would leave the house or even in the house the, from the time she woke up is where can i find hearts throughout the day which meant for her she was on the right path and every day or most days i should say she will find a heart, whether it's in the cloud, and a tree, when she's walking down the street. But in her mind, it's just a reminder of you're doing the right thing. And she's doing amazing things since really just focusing on that. So for yourself, if you're thinking like, how do I get more of that into my life? Pick a symbol, pick something for you. Maybe it's also a heart for you. I don't know. Pick something that works for you that you can be on the lookout for. And again, allow that adventure to come around so that when you find that, you celebrate. Yes, I found it. Yes, that means I'm on the right path. Like give yourself like a little mental high five or an actual high five. Like that's cool too. Mm -hmm. But just celebrate the fact that you know you're on the right path and you're able to do some of the great things that you were put here to do by following that.
0: Yeah, it's totally true that you can encode synchronicity into the universe. For a lot of people, it's what they might call angel numbers, mm-hmm. repeating numbers on on the clock, eleven, eleven, right? Mm-hmm. But once you open up and and start to have this sort of unspoken conversation with your higher self, your soul, you can decide what sort of little reminders, little signs along the path will um, you know will be there for you. You know the the repeating numbers was a was a big thing. I've had the number two 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 come up time and time again. For me lately,
1: it's my birthday. Like all of a sudden, I look and it's my birthday. I just happen to look at the clock yeah. and my birthday's there, and I'm like, nice.
0: Yeah, it, it's fascinating though the way it works. And again, once I discovered that, you know, Steph and I, our birthdays are two years, two months, and two okay. days apart. That was yet again another one of those signs. Like, yeah. holy crap, this is obviously meant to be. So start to change the way you look at things. Start to consider that your life has a bigger purpose and and a meaning, even if you're not quite sure what that is right now. Mm -hmm. And just by starting to let go of these rigid preconceptions about who you are, what you're capable of, and what this life is supposed to be about, you can start opening up to more of this joyful awe and wonder. And before long, you're going to start seeing these signs everywhere, and they will lead you forward to your optimal life path and just make it so much more exciting, joyful, and and very often humorous too, Mm -hmm. along the way. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Couldn't have said it better better myself. So on that note, you know, if there's anybody who's looking for more help and maybe discovering more synchronicities in their lives, I really hope that you take advantage of the information that we shared today and start really putting that into action. Because again, life is a beautiful adventure when we allow it to be, and it doesn't have to be so hard. If we're finding that life is so difficult and we're constantly fighting for everything in our lives, we're probably not following our soul's purpose. We're probably not following what we were put here to do. Life should be much easier than we've been led to believe that it is.
0: Yeah, when you get in touch with your intuition and your higher self, you start to let go of the need to fight everything. You follow what you're passionate about as far as it'll take you with as much energy as you can and continue on and just use that as your sort of North star. It just, everything changes in your life. The whole paradigm shifts.
1: So thank you everybody for listening in. Always enjoy spending time with you and never forget you are way stronger than you realize. See you next episode.
0: So that's it for today's episode of Toxic Love Podcast. Head on over to iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your shows. One lucky listener every single week who subscribes and posts a review on iTunes will be entered for a chance to win the grand prize VIP drawing with Stephanie McPhail herself. Be sure to head on over to ToxicLovePodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Stephanie's Gift and join us next time.